Hello and happy late Turkey Day. This is your fresh episode of the How Long to Beat podcast. Coming at you are me, Rick, Alex, Paula, and our new podcast mascot. I want to say Molly. Yeah, it's Molly. I got a yeah. doggy. Yeah. But she's sleeping. She's sleeping. <laughs> but she's here. She's here in spirit. That's what counts. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we're, we're a little bit time constrained this week. We're going to get into it. So we're going to talk about what we've played, what we've beaten, what we've retired. We're going to chat about the things we're looking forward to in 2021 gaming. Uh, we're going to take a question from the viewers and play, say it with me. How, How long, long to, to beat? beat? How long to beat? The game. We try. We'll fix it in post. We'll fix it in post. <laughs> but first, as it has been Black Friday and it has been another month, we're going to talk about all the things we bought in the past month that haven't got four paws in a tail. <laughs> so... Um, that, that was your main purchase, Alex. So do you want to start and, and blast through what you did or didn't get yeah, this month? Yeah, honestly, I, I have a dog. So like, I think my gaming is about to take a serious smack in the face, um, <laughs> at least for the next little bit. But we'll see what happens. Um, so yeah, I bought Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2, which I talked about. I, I caved and bought Picross 4 the other day because I was just like, mm, I want to play more um, after playing the Mario Picross. But I will say Spoiler. I played a little bit of it, but I haven't actually been playing it much. Um and then, of course, my the big the big stuff that I bought. I got the Xbox Series X, um, the Elite Controller Two, and Game Pass. So, like that, honestly, was like my November thing, right? Like that's the stuff that I've gotten. Um, really, a huge month, I guess, for me, gaming wise. But then, at the same time, not that much, you know. <laughs> uh, but a, a big gaming month for things to come because you bought all the hardware. Yeah, it's essentially you bought like year and a half of game pass as well didn't you? well yeah i got July. like I, like as a christmas gift from my folks they just were like here here's some money to buy game pass stuff and it was on black friday so i guess i did buy the black friday because like eb games out here had game pass on for 30 bucks um for three months so like ten dollars a month for game pass and then getting it as like a christmas gift basically i now have about almost two years worth of game pass just lined up so i'm sort of like i think i'm done buying video games for the next year <laughs> you know i'm just like that's you it. bought all the games yeah i bought them all Basically. and i'm done <laughs> uh anyway, that's it for what me. about you paula um i may have done like a little bit like on a um dropping rampage for uh for the, the last couple of days just maybe uh because maybe. like for um black friday nintendo had like these uh, I guess Black Friday sale, and I got the Banner Saga one and two, uh, and Okami HD, and Street Cat Tale, um, and I pretty much only had to pay for the first three because I have like a pile of gold coins, uh, gold points, um, just lying there on my Switch account. Oh, so it's like um, all paid for it from that. Hmm? So it's all paid for it from that. Um, no, just the last one, the a street cut still. And then oh, okay. on Steam, I finally like, I was like, should I? Shouldn't I? Should I? Shouldn't I? So I just kept on changing my card for a week or so. And this morning, I was like, okay, I'm getting Celeste or Celeste, the librarian, and Valhalla. Valhalla is actually coming to Game Pass this month. That's something I oh, is it? Yeah, so if people are into it, that thing is heading yeah. over to the Game Pass. You should be into it. It's very, very good. 
I've heard. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding That's... me? I was thinking of getting like the first month of Game Pass next <laughs> week. <laughs> oh my god. Sorry, I think it was only announced today. Well, Control is actually coming to Game Pass. Um, yeah. So anyway, it's harder and harder to deny. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming to Game Pass. You won't own it. This is the thing. That's Do I really own any games anymore with all these digital games? <laughs> wow. I know. It's hard. I, also, I, I'm going to sound very probably sad and all depressed throughout this episode because I'm very sleep deprived. <laughs> Puppy live. <laughs> all right. Sorry. Keep going, Paula. Uh, on that note, I may be a little bit loopy because um, I haven't been sleeping much lately. Um, Oh, and for everything and on everything else, like not Black Friday stuff, is uh, Cafe Enchanter, uh, 13 Sentinels, like Rim, and Harry Wars Age of Calamity. And those are my, uh, that is my loot for the month. Nice. So I will touch first quickly on the Black Friday stuff I did. So I had a bit of a Steam splurge. I've ended up with. I think 12 games in a soundtrack for about 25 pounds, which you can't really say fairer than uh, the, the only one that was like remotely expensive is South Park, the stick of truth, which costs about six pounds. And then all of the rest, which I'm just going to rattle the names off cost between like one and three each. So there's hive jump Valley diaries of the spaceport janitor, Hylix cat quest, monster prom recce and Akane. And that last one is the one that I got the soundtrack with. Uh, not any massive names, but all stuff I've been looking at for a while and waiting for them to hit that sweet spot. So I was very pleased with that haul, all bar one, but you'll hear about that a little bit later in the episode. Uh, and then in terms of non-Black Friday stuff I've bought, uh, I also had a bit of a hardware splurge. So I'm navigating the show notes for this episode with my shiny new yellow cyberpunk mouse, which isn't a purchase i needed to make but i feel very happy now that i've done it um and another hardware purchase that i bloody didn't really need to make is um the red vita that i've bought so vitas are getting harder and harder to buy and as you guys know because i was umming and ahhing with you for about a week before i pulled the trigger um there's been a few decent deals on ebay for um secondhand 2000 model vitas from japan which may as well be brand new for the condition they come in. They keep, they've been kept immaculately. So I bought that. There's a bit of gunk on the stick. I clean that off and then it's beautiful. Um, and then in terms of games, I did also pick a few up. So I got three digital purchases on PS4. Uh, I got Guacamelee 2, uh, Gun Crazy, and Next Machina. Hmm. And then I also bought a copy of Rayman 3 for the Game Boy Advance, um, complete in box for £4 which oh, was very nice for me. Yeah, and the box is pristine. Again, you wouldn't know that it had ever been opened. It's lovely. Um, oh and literally 24 hours ago, uh, I won a bid for The Mummy on PS2. Not not the film Mummy. Do either, did either of you watch like the animated oh. Mummy show with oh. Imhotep? Oh, shit, I think so. Doesn't that have, Doesn't it kind of have like that animation style of like like i don't know how do i describe it you know like the gi joe style where it's like really drawn you know what i mean like that kind of that that kind of animated where it's been drawn like it's been drawn yeah you know like but like what i mean where it's like like it's like it's not great you know like you're like it it very much has that sort of like 
I don't know how to describe it. It, it. People who know what I'm talking about, it's like the He-Man era and like all those kind of like those 80s cartoons, like Transformers. It is He-Man. It is that kind of yeah. that kind of block oh color, God. not super detailed. That's it. I yeah. loved it when I was little. Though. Yeah, the block color shit. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you know, I love that stuff too. I watched the Transformers show like religiously. I mean, it was well after it had aired, but I didn't care. I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's one of those. eBay's been an amazing ground for games that. I remember seeing as a child and never experiencing then not being super popular, not being super expensive and just being so easy to procure. And the problem is I'll never get around to playing them, but there's, there's something about the thrill of the hunt, I suppose. Mm. And uh, I've got it. So you never know. I might not, I might pull out the PS2. The PS2 is bouncing around. It's a question of when I pull it out. Probably once I finish the Wii, actually once I finish rabbits go home. Mm. Um, but yeah, speaking of speaking of what we're beating, now that we've spoken about all of the games that I've bought to beat in the future, uh, <laughs> what have we beaten? Paula, why don't you start this time? I uh, completed Piafiero, uh, Faded Memories, literally, literally two hours before recording. Wow. And, oh my god, this game, because like, uh, as I said that last week it is a visual novel style game and last week i completed two routes and i wasn't like really sure where the story was going like um because you're told like okay you have this city there's three mafia families that control certain parts of the city and for reasons the protagonist like falls like in the middle of all their conflict it's not good. as you complete various routes um you start like to unveil the the overall plot of this of the of the game and like by the third route i was like oh my god this i i, I just got this huge exposition done and i was like how can there be like anything else to the story? I was just like on the surface level of the story at that point. Oh shit! Okay. And I really enjoyed that because, like, oh, uh, oh, so then the story says, "Oh no, wait, but there's this." Oh no, but there's this, and you usually have like uh, on the Atomic Games, like or Visual Sometimes you have like four or five routes. Uh, with a love interest and then you have like one final route uh, that is like the canon uh, route or the true ending of sorts mm -hmm. and you usually stick like I don't know with one character but this game like the final there's like a final route but it takes like from so like so many details from the other routes because everything is like intertwined like what happens uh, on this side of the story is intertwined with is related to this and that is related to that and in I really enjoy that that, that aspect of the game because like not all visual novels uh, do that kind of that kind of stuff like sometimes they have like a main route and they like branch out from there but this felt cohesive and your opinion um, on the characters and the story and the world change with each route and it just blew my mind because like i usually stay consistent like okay this character is uh, i don't know this trope this character is this other trope and then uh, you change the route and it's like 
I don't know anything anymore. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's my game for this week. I think it took around 40-something hours to beat, to complete every route in the game. That's a All lot of hours. System. That's a lot of hours. <laughs> yeah, that's no small feat. Damn. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm over here. I, I just, I beat Tony Hawk <laughs> this week. <laughs> or I guess last week. I, I mean, when you beat Tony Hawk, it's a little weird, right? Because like in, in, in a Tony Hawk Pro Skater game, I'm nowhere near like everything that you can do in it. There's so much more to do. But I sort of consider it beating it when you unlock all of the parks because that's kind of how it works, right? Like there's nine parks for each of the games uh, for one and two. And so essentially you have challenges to do in each of them. And really like to 100% it, you just have to complete all of the challenges in each of the parks and like get gold medals on because there's like a couple competitions in each and so i got to the end i had many of them many of the challenges completed i was probably in the like 80 percent ish for each one of the games um the challenges that i didn't have i was like ah someday maybe i'll go back to it but um i think i was right to say i beat it because lord knows like two days later i had a puppy so i'm like yeah i'm not playing Tony Hawk much anymore um so that that that's kind of been that. Um, although you know, honestly, I'm gonna have more time to game again because, like, it's just this is a confluence of of bad stuff at all at once. Not bad, good stuff, but just like I've I still I'm still in school right now. I'm still working like basically full time, and you know, it's like exam week and like also a new puppy. So my gaming's been hit a little bit. All that to say, I also beat Mario or Mario no Super Picross. Uh, oh my god because i'm a weeb <laughs> although i'm weird i'm like i love japanese stuff but also at the same time i'm just like Meh, give or take a lot of other things but whatever um, oh what? i don't want to play 13 sentinels it looks like an anime i know it's so funny though right like i'm just like i've learned the language and stuff and i'm like it's cool and all that and i'm like oh i love japanese but then at the same time i'm just like Meh. <laughs> uh which he re- just has just repeated twice now. Get ready for a whole bunch of that this episode, folks. That's what edit people. Yeah, sorry. Oh, no. <laughs> um, but yeah, I beat Picross, and look, it's it's friggin' Picross, right? Like I don't even know what to say. Uh, it was great fun. Um, the puzzles, I actually, I will admit, like, because I, I beat the bonus round too, because there's like I think there's ten levels in a bonus. There's also some Wario ones, but I'm not sure how to get to them yet because it. Anyway, I don't know. It was all in Japanese, and I didn't read it when it came up i was just like skip 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 and then suddenly i saw wario pop up and i went "Uh oh probably should have read what was happening (laughs) um but anyway um the time limit in that game it's like 30 minutes from the get-go and like when you make a mistake you lose time and if you repeatedly make them you lose quite a bit of time like you can lose up to like six eight minutes in one go um and so honestly when you get into these really huge puzzles where it's like 20 by like 20 and you just make that one wrong move and then it like fails you in a game over and you're just like, oh, I spent so long on that puzzle. <laughs> uh, so anyway, it's a good game. But um, yeah, I went back to playing Picross 4 and I went, yeah, yeah, this is like the real good shit. Um, but for a game that was made for the Super Nintendo, pretty darn good and impressive. Honestly, it's probably better to play now than it was to play it back in the day because I cannot what imagine. What makes you say that? who in their right mind plays Picross on a TV? That's my thing. Well, that's <laughs> you, fair. Right? It's that's like playing fair. Sudoku on the TV. That makes no sense. Um, you know what I mean? Um, I mean, at the time, it was all you could do, right? So so it totally makes sense. But 
yeah it just it it just makes sense as a game in your hand while you're doing something else you know yeah 100 take it away yeah. rick take it away so i've only beaten one game this week which is super meat boy and i think i actually beat it the morning after we recorded last week so <laughs> it's been a bit of a, it's been a bit of a dry patch for me gaming wise as well i've uh, i've got a few things that are close but nothing that's quite over the line um which i will talk about when we get to what we're playing so super meat boy um is really really good everyone's known that for a decade because most people played it well before i got around to it um but it is it is a good kind of punishing because the levels are so bite-sized they can get away with being absolutely vile to you the player but in a way that always feels fair and beatable and outside of a few things achievable now i should put that in some context i didn't fuck with any of the bonus stuff um i got a plus um like time grades on the le- on like three quarters of the levels but i only picked up a few bandages uh, i didn't bother with any of the warped worlds i didn't play any of the dark uh level variations so for, for anyone who hasn't played every level once you beat it with an a plus time has a quote-unquote dark world variant which i believe is more challenging again i don't know because i didn't fuck with any of them uh, but i did post story play um the final sort of bonus world where you play as bandage girl and that was fucking brutal like they throw everything at you there but it's one of those things where you always feel incredible when you finally nail the perfect run and i also often found weirdly that the run where i messed something up slightly but not catastrophically early on was the one where i just nailed everything harder after it and managed to get to the end um but yeah it's amazing it's perfectly suited to the vita uh, but i'm sure i would have had fun if i played with it on pc as well and We've just missed the sales, but it, it will be super cheap again in the winter sale. So if it sounds good, give it a few weeks, pick it up with your Christmas money. Um, that's all I've played, but I will stick on because I know I'm the only person that retired anything this week. Yeah, you might as well just uh, tell us. <laughs> yeah, so I retired a game called Hatred, uh, which those with, with slightly longer memories will remember had some controversy back in, what, 2013, 2014? A few years back anyway. Hmm. Um, it was the game with the black and white trailer of just the guy picking up an AR and ammunition and grenades and talking about how much he hates the world and nobody loves him and everything has to burn. It was like a 12-year-old edgelord's wet dream. (laughs) Um, The the problem is the game never quite lives up to what it could have been. Um, It's interesting coming off the back of Mad World because those of you who listened last week and week before on YouTube recorded it with me. I don't know why I'm saying it like that. Um, Well, remember one of the things I praised about that game was how they nailed black and white because it's a bold choice and it can go really well or really badly and unfortunately for hatred it goes really badly um it, it it's basically or at least the impression i got as someone who has no development knowledge is it it was made normally and then just a monochrome filter put over the top and and the problem with that is it doesn't allow for visibility in a lot of different minor ways that add up to a really frustrating experience Above that, the, the gameplay, like the mechanics are okay. The level design and, and the mission design is just really thin mm. because what you basically have to do is hit a number of points of interest. So like a supermarket and uh, a diner and um, like a housing estate and you have to kill the people in those places. They don't pose any kind of threat whatsoever. The only threat that's posed is the police 
who come in, in, in increasingly heavy waves um, and start firing at you from off screen before you can do anything about them. Uh, and the only way you can get health back is by performing finishing moves. Interestingly, it sort of did glory kills a few years before Doom 2016 did. Hmm. Thinking about it. Yeah, but the problem is it, it's far too easy to take damage without being able to do anything about it. Like You can see the police on the mini-map before you can see them on screen, but you can't really aim based off the mini-map. And they're the only engaging part of the gameplay. It's not in any way interesting to... Ignoring the the sort of gruesome violence or real-world aspects of it. There's nothing mechanically satisfying about gunning down events of civ- civilians. No, yeah. That actually makes me wonder when glory kills. Like, I wonder where that concept first kind of came about. I'd be curious. I suspect it's parallel thinking. I don't know that someone at Bethesda was a hatred fanatic and thought, fuck, we should do this in our... Oh, yes. yeah, no. I, I, don't, I don't buy that that was the thing that no. happened. Um, but, but yeah, that, that was... Yeah. Sorry, go on. I was just saying, I'd just be curious to like, I always love learning about like kind of like the potential, like, you know, origins of things. Like obviously, you know, ideas are such a like boiling pot of like resources and, and all that. But I always find it neat when you see games, they were like doing things kind of similar. Cause it's like, it's almost like you get that feeling where you're like something was in the air at that point, you know, <laughs> like everyone's starting to think about like, how do we start playing things like that? So I don't know. I just, I, I just find it neat, but yeah, I don't really, I highly doubt someone was like, Mm, that will be the no, thing for us. <laughs> but to be fair, before we move on, that was sort of the same thinking I had even picking it up. So I've, I've had it in my wish list for a couple of years now, just waiting for it to be cheap enough to be worth having a go. Almost like a, an evolutionary what could have been branch sort mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah, exactly. That's mm-hmm. kind of what I was saying. Yeah, yeah. So I, I ended up refunding it. I think I played 15 minutes and, and just decided very early on that it, it wasn't for me and I didn't really want to keep it in my library. So. Uh, I got rid, and my refund's been processed, so that's all hunky-dory. Nice. Um, right then, so in terms of what we've been playing, Alex, this time, why don't you kick us off? Yeah, why don't I talk a little bit about the stuff that I have been playing. So, um... I buying <laughs> yeah, I was buying time to check them. So I've been playing Game Pass stuff, mostly. I started this game called Lonely Mountain Downhill. Um, it's a Game Pass biking game where you're biking downhill. I mean, <laughs> surprise uh it's kind of polygonal styled it really reminds me of a short hike a lot um gameplay is completely different but the vibe is this is similar you know like it's very i don't know it's just it's relaxed but also quite quite intense at the same time so like every you you go down a series of different trails and you kind of control the way that your bike like moves from side to side um there are different control options but um you can you know accelerate um kind of break a little to sort of drift around corners and speed up to go over like uh, larger gaps and things and you basically there are a series of checkpoints and when you first go onto a mountain you just get to explore and you just get to go around and like sort of see where the trails are there are you know secret ways you can go around and stuff like that and then you're introduced to a series of challenges that come afterwards and the challenges would be like get down in this amount of time or get down in only this amount of crashes right because when you crash it'll like auto reload you to the checkpoint um which it's really really fast like it's almost like it's kind of weird. It's almost like those, uh, like, you know, like Katana Zero and stuff where it's like one hit kill thing, but it's like you die in oh, one yeah. hit. Yeah, but but you're just biking and like it's really quiet and serene and beautiful and it's just a good experience. Like I, I highly recommend it to people because it's, it's something I, I wouldn't expect, but I, I was actually um, 
uh, the YouTuber there, Metal Jesus Rocks, I think. I, I just like watching him sometimes. And he did a thing on some random Game Pass games and he highlighted this one. And I was like, well, why don't I try it out? And I was like, damn, he is right. This is a great game. So um, I recommend it. I'm also, I don't even know why I put this. So the other two that I'm playing in big quotation marks, because I don't even think I've touched them since I last talked about them, is Mirror's Edge, Catalyst, and Hades. I think I put them there to be like optimistic. Like I'm like, I'm playing these. (laughs) Um, I haven't retired them or anything because I enjoy them both and I do intend on playing them more. It's just, like I said, I haven't been playing much this week. So um, so that's it for me now. But yeah, that's that's me. Paula, why don't you go yeah. ahead? <laughs> um, well, since I literally just finished uh, BFF, um, the other the only other game that I've been like playing consistently is Hair Warriors Age of Calamity that I actually uh, finished the main story and I'm currently doing post game content. And not gonna lie, I enjoyed the game a lot more than I thought I would, and I really have. I already had like high expectations based like on the gameplay, but uh, watching like the story cutscenes and stuff was like an extra treat for completing each mission. And um, I'm happy because like uh, you you are not able like to unlock all the characters only with the main story. There are some that you have to go out of your way to get. And there are some that you can only access like in mainstream class or the ones I'm hunting right now. And this is like playing like quote unquote playing again, like Alex said, being optimistic, like I'm gonna start playing Capenton uh, 10X. Um, hopefully, hopefully, hopefully 13 Sentinels once I'm back um, on my place. Yeah, I was uh, going to say I wouldn't make a joke because I know you haven't got your PS4 with you. <laughs> Otherwise, yeah, um, I would have been all over that. Sorry, go on. Yeah, and uh, I'm going to go back to um, Mario no Super Picross. Um, that's pretty much what I'm doing here. I can feel myself being baited by both of you. And I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> baited? No. Like, yeah. You would never. You're better than that. Right. Okay. <laughs> so, um, is that all of your soap, Paula? Oh, yeah. Take it away. Winner, winner. Okay. So, I've got four that I'm playing. Um, two, I don't really have anything new to say about. Um, those are Rabbits and Go Home, which I talked about last week, and Fez, which I've literally just started. So, I, I, I it, it's a platformer. You jump. I can't really say much more than that yet. Um, and then the, the other two are Bravely Default. Um, I've decided I'm going to do what I thought I was going to do, which is um, sort of rush by the seat of my pants to get the the non-true ending. Mm. Um, as in, get to chapter six, get the, the final asterisk, and then do that, and then see how I feel. I might even, because having, having sort of put it down for a couple of weeks and then picked it back up again, I sort of remembered how much I enjoy the combat. I suppose how I feel about it is kind of similar to how you felt about Spirit Tracks, Alex, in that if it had finished at what for me was about the 48-hour mark, which is um, mild spoiler, the alternate dim fight, or at least the first one, um, I, that would be a Stonewall 10 out of 10. That, that, was, that was the perfect length for me. Yeah, um, I agree. I think it's still probably going to be an 8 or a 9, just on the strength of the combat and the job system. 
Um, but we'll see. I'll see how I feel once I get the non-true ending, whether I even want to do the true ending. I probably will see. Um, the, the other one is Blasphemous, which has finally sunk its claws in. So mm. the interesting thing is sort of thinking about it about the past sort of two hours I've played, it took me half an hour to sort of take on board that it isn't a Metroidvania. And once I stopped judging it by those parameters, that's when it started to click in for me. Um, I think the main thing, especially because I've, I've played loads of more the Egovania style thing, where it's a bit of a collectathon in one shade or another. It's much more mobile. There's an emphasis on moving in and out of your enemy's range, zoning and and dodging back in and attacking blasphemous has much more of an expectation that you will parry counter yeah sort of thing um, and there's quite a few battles where you're actively discouraged from trying to dodge because you will get hit the the um the hitbox for the attack is just too big um a couple of bosses where i found that as well but once you treat it as its own game it is a lot of fun um apart from the the visuals and the world design, which which are amazing, I think that's clear even from screenshots. Mm. Um, and and the music's interesting in that I'm a sucker for a great soundtrack like the kind that you can put on and listen to independently. Uh, it's one of the reasons I'm looking forward to getting around to Hades. This has a slightly different approach in that the soundtrack is very understated, but it sort of lifts everything up around it. It doesn't take much of your attention while fitting perfectly with the with the pixel art and the world around you. It's just um sort of a mood setter i suppose i'd say uh, but beyond that i think sorry go on i was gonna say yeah i think that's that's the right way to describe it like <laughs> that game in general its aesthetic is mood setting you know like <laughs> yeah. and that that speaks to the whole thing i think it's it's a case of accepting that it's not like other things i've played like other things i expected going in which is as much on other people and how they've talked about it as it is on me that's my decision i'm going to stick by it um <laughs> but i I like that it's punishing in the right ways. So combat can flip on a dime against you if you get something wrong. I'm thinking specifically um, the early game sort of papal demons in a floating chair where if you get caught with the ground enemy, they will start spiking down on you and you can you can get mashed in a couple of seconds flat. But the penalties for dying are remarkably minor so long as you get back to you, your spirit thing quickly. Um, it just delays how much gold you can get massively and how much quote-unquote MP you can pick up until you recover uh, the thing. Or you find there's like special rooms where you can remove your guilt that, that do it as well, aren't there? But you don't Which I never understood lose... why you even had would ever use those rooms because like, I guess if it was really hard to get your soul back, but like... It doesn't really compact. Like you don't really lose much when you lose the soul, you know. Like I don't know. That was my one thing that I was like. I was also I was glad and also like this is interesting. I don't know why. Hmm. Did they like test and they were like sucks when you lose everything? <laughs> um, you know what I mean? Like that's what I, I I sort of wondered with the game. Not knocking it. I was just I found it to be an interesting choice. I guess. Yeah, I, I suppose they are a little bit superfluous. I suspect it's also a case of. Um... If you bang your head against one root's wall too much and decide you want to go another way, mm. it gives you the option of doing that without having to brute force your soul back only to turn back and go the other way kind of thing. Um, that's just me spitballing there. Um, but, but outside of, like you say, those things, the penalty is remarkably minor. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you don't lose any gold. You don't lose any items. Um, and it's very quick to get you straight back in. And I found that really liberating in approaching that combat, especially because with the way they've set it up, there's a lot of an expectation on you to play around with the timing for parries and, and sort of understand the movesets. And because it's not built for mobility, the um, the dodge and sort of watch strategy that you could use with Castlevanias and specifically sort of the handheld Egervanias doesn't really work. So it's nice that they've thought of other things alongside that different system that they've set up. The one negative so far, and I'm not sure if it's a game thing or if I'm maybe starting to get drift on my DualShock, I found quite a few problems with um, direction facing with the character. No, dude, I, I that think is you've said a that problem in that yeah. game. <laughs> I thought you might say that, and that's what's making me wonder. Uh, but I, I have died at least twice so far because I've been um, trying to face one way and not able to make it work. Uh, the slide's been fine for me so far. It's just aiming my attacks that I've struggled with. Um, I've, I've tested it, this. Moment, sorry, oh, sorry. I've tested this because I, I was playing on my Switch Lite, which has no drift issues whatsoever. Um, and then I also tried it out with my Pro Controller just, just to see. And I was like, nah, it's this game. Uh, it's just real slow on the flip around um, with the character. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it's, I wouldn't want to highlight it too much. It's only highlighted in the sense that it's the only real problem I've had so far. Um, on the whole, it's it's been fantastic for me, and I've really, like I say, it's really sunk its claws in. And I'm busy this week, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's if it's finished in time for next recording. Nice. Yeah, so, that'd be my only warning to people: is like if you start it, just know that you will die two or three times because of that issue. But you're not alone. <laughs> and, and on the flip side, you're very quick back in, and it doesn't really punish you too much. So I, yeah. it, I, I take a very sort of no harm, no foul approach to that kind of thing. You don't even lose much progress. There's quite a lot of save points. Going. Unless you just crossed a giant spike chasm puzzle, and you accidentally slide into the spikes. <laughs> that happened to me, and I was Trauma like, I almost cried. I just like put down. I was like, yeah, press F in the chat, please. I just like put my game down, and I went, God damn it. <laughs> I had one of those meat boys. The last bonus level, so it's like level seven twenty, is this giant tower full of loads of rotating saw blades. <laughs> And bearing in mind, most levels take sort of 10 to 15 seconds to, to beat if you're fast. Mm. This, the part, the, the A plus time is 45 seconds. Realistically, I mean, I just got it within that, but realistically, you're looking at closer to a minute. And it's one hit death. And those blades are fucking brutal. Mm. And especially when you get near the top, there's these very narrow platforms with stationary blades. And you have to wait until the very last second to jump, otherwise you don't make it. And you have to make about 10 of those on the hop to beat the level. And the amount of times I fell at blade five or six, and it's exactly what you said, just like, okay, let's take a second sort of thing. But that makes it so much better when you beat it. This is the trade-off. Um, so yeah, that's all the things I've been playing. Um, this year, why don't we talk about what we're hoping to be playing next year? And I'll, I'll get right out of the gate and make the obligatory cyberpunk because it's going to get delayed again, Joe. I hope it won't, but we'll see. <laughs> So uh, what we what we said we'd do in the show notes is we'd all pick three games that we're really, really looking forward to um, next year, that are slated to come out next year. Uh, mm-hmm. Let me swing one out first, though, just because I think Paul is probably going to have the same one. Shin, they're going to say five? Tomorrow, they say five. Uh, also, okay. like, I was going through like a list of games to schedule for next year, and I was like, 
Wow, I got a whole <laughs> list. <laughs> I only so ended up was, finding six games that I was like, yeah, I definitely got to play these, but look at you. All right, go to town. I've got five. I'm with you. We've probably got less combined than Paula's got. Yeah. You like, um, the irony of this I, segment is I'm actually quite looking forward to not having many games coming up next year. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking it could be a really good backlog year, but maybe just for us, like, we'll see. Go three on, sorry. big ones that I'm mm-hmm. interested in. Uh, wishful thinking and three that were like announced today for localization on the west gotcha so shin megami tensei 5 though that's like uh, both on your radar i'm guessing huh Mm -hmm. when that comes out that's when i buy a switch basically nice are you gonna play the uh because aren't they re-releasing the first one in like a remaster or something on the switch the third one third one yeah the re-release nocturne nocturne yeah nice nice um Honestly, I, I had like a bit of a hard time coming up with games um, for this segment because like there's a lot coming out that I'm interested in, uh, some that are just like remasters and stuff. Um, but one that I actually like as I looked deeper, I was like, yo, I cannot wait to play Psychonauts 2. Like I'm extremely excited for that game. I played Psychonauts last year and then I also played In the Rhombus of Ruin, the, the VR one, um, which is super fun, actually. Like it was really, really fun. And I don't know, like Psychonauts holds up so well. It's in that era of, you know, it's probably nostalgia talking a little bit, but I really loved those kind of 3D platformers that like, they're not, they're not really the collectathons of like Banjo-Kazooie and Donkey Kong and shit, but like, you know, they're, they're in that like border area of like the GameCube era, original Xbox sort of era. And like, they all had their own unique art styles and, you know, kind of sometimes popcorn platformers. What? They weren't too heavy popcorn platformers. They weren't too heavy. They were just really nice rides. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And I mean, I Psychonauts think. can be a little tough sometimes, but it is like that, you know, like overall, it's just a fun time. And like, I kind of miss those, you know? Um, so anyway, that's for me. And is, is anyone else interested in that one? Didn't even know it was coming out. I haven't played the first yet, so. <laughs> I didn't know either. <laughs> oh, that didn't make the list. That didn't make the list. That's that didn't make the list. Well, you two should totally play the original Psychonauts because it is very fun. I promise. <laughs> I think I own it. Let me let me see. I'm pretty sure it was in a humble bundle oh. way back I in the probably, day. I'll probably add it to to the wish list or something. <laughs> yeah, I own it. I own it. <laughs> yeah, that, everyone owns Psychonauts almost at this point. Like, it's been on sale so many times. And, like, anyway, it's just, like, it's one of those games where if you don't own it, you can get it pretty cheap. And or, you know, you could go sail the seven seas and get it for free. But I would recommend, you know, no, supporting Double Alex. Fine. <laughs> hey, I pay for it. Don't worry. <laughs> I love Double Fine. Uh, <laughs> anyway, sorry. Who, who else? Discuss your games. Uh, I'm going to throw another one out, which I think one or both of you will have said, Deathloop. Oh, see, that one is on my oh. list, but not on the one that I'm going to say now, because I will probably be waiting until its exclusivity is up. So that might actually be a year after game for me. Yeah, of course, because you're team green. Yeah, 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 yeah. for now. <laughs> it's, um, it, to be fair, I won't be playing it next year because I, I'll probably wait until I get PS5 slim and pick it up with that. Mm-hmm. But it's a game I'm excited about that's coming out next year. Like that, yeah. Those, those studios, right? It is indeed, and they've, um, from a shooter perspective, got great pedigree as far as I'm concerned. As far as you're concerned, as well with Prey, mm-hmm. which we're both on the record as thinking is a pretty good game. <laughs> Just pretty. So- <laughs> <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. It's um, it's going to be interesting. Um, one because it's got that sort of Majora's Mask style. Do it again and and work out what's going on with everyone's routine structure, which I don't always like in execution, but I'm always interested in in concept. Um, but also, and this won't necessarily apply to you from a, a Team Blue perspective, which ultimately I think I'm going to be. Uh, there's the adaptive trigger thing mm. where they're talking about really utilizing that in terms of the gunplay and some of the other stuff. And I'm quite looking forward to seeing how that's received. I don't know if I'll necessarily be all about it, but I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with that, with that new functionality. I would um, love that. Made- oh, sorry. Yeah. I was just going to say, I would love if that, became a thing you know like like the adaptive trigger seems like a cool idea it's just like i feel like it's going to go the way of hd rumble you know where it's just like people are just kind of like okay and they don't really do much with it but i don't know if it does stick around and like developers like third-party developers too really jump in on it i'll be like nice but i think it'll be a little bit like you know how last of us always use utilizes the dual shock in like all these crazy awesome ways um i think you, we might end up seeing that but th- that's that's a conversation for a whole other day <laughs> yes yeah it is mm-hmm. for bottom line just quickly while we're on it though i suspect because hd rumble Nintendo like had you counting balls in one two switch and that was the only time it was ever used. Yeah. I think yeah, like, they, they've talked yeah. about more HD Rumble now it, since the PS5's been out than they have HD Rumble in the entirety of the Switch's life. And if, if anything that well. Oh sorry, Paula, what, what were you gonna say? Yeah, that at least like all the or most of the main Nintendo games use HD Rumble in one way or another. And for example, like I really like how it is used on Breath of the Wild because of the cues that it gives you. Mm-hmm. Like for example, if you pass by like by a pile of rocks, you don't even have to look to know that it is a Santalus that is slowly rising behind you mm-hmm. because you feel it in the controller and stuff like that. Okay. But that's yeah. the thing. If everyone has that tech, maybe that does get useful. But then you also have the issue of like mm-hmm. the Switch Lite doesn't have rumble. So like That is true. No. It doesn't. None at all. It doesn't. I had actually made me... It was the reason why I played Luigi's Mansion 3 on my TV with a pro controller because I knew that Rumble was actually kind of important in that game because, you know, it's how you find friggin' ghosts. So I was like... <laughs> I was like, how do you even play this damn game on the Switch Lite? I mean, theoretically, you don't actually need it for that, but, like, it honestly gives you a lot of important cues. So, eh, anyway. Uh, it's like the 3DS and the 2DS. It's just heartbreaking. <laughs> like, for me, anyway, I know most people didn't care. I'm, I will be a 3D advocate until i die um the last game on my main list i'll just throw it out there this may well just be a just me one uh is east nine monster of Nox. what bless that, you that, that deadly science says yes it is just me. <laughs> monster so, of yeah it's uh, that that's the game. um it's like on the it's not like in the top three it is like in the huge list it's yeah, around leave there. it to you two sorry, sorry there. tell us all about it <laughs> Alright, so right, so it's um it's the ninth game in the East franchise. It continues the recent trend of of three D sort of hack and slashy action, but for the first time, um you've got like full verticality and there's different sort of maneuvers um for for travel. So one of the characters has got a grappling hook, one of the characters has got a glide, one of the characters can run up walls. So they they've gone nutty with it this time. Um I think it's already out in Japan. 
has been for a little while. Uh, it comes west in February. Okay, sorry. I, I just want to clarify now for everyone listening. I had no idea what you said at first, but now I'm realizing it's the YS game. I just, I never, whenever I hear East out loud, I'm always like, huh, what? But okay, I do know what you're talking about now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Why? I actually was wondering why uh, some people call it East, and then I was like, wait a second, this this has to have like a title in Katakana or something, and yeah, it is East. It is East. Oh, that's why. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I was I just remember reading the interview with Falcom, and they were like, it, it's pronounced this way. Mm-hmm. Sorry, oh no that was it <laughs> uh, oh. <laughs> oh, uh yeah I mean, those, those are my main three um paul i think you said yeah paul go ahead sorry oh my gosh we're all over each other this week <laughs> it is what it is it is chaos this week um Jeez. speaking of chaos uh Tim Intensive five is on my list i mean gee is what game Tim is that? do i need to say anything <laughs> else <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, the one game that really caught my eye during the PS5 presentation that is actually coming to PC, it is, um, hopefully I am not butchering any of these titles, but it is Gena Bridge of Spirits. But it has oh, like yeah. this, it is very pretty and it has like this, I want to say like Zelda-esque feel, but also has like that magic that you can find like in studio ghibli movies like those little spirits that follow the protagonists around mm-hmm. they remind me of the suit spirits and i'm like uh i think it has like an emphasis on exploration and puzzle solving so right up my alley to boot it looks beautiful like i want to play that on my pc max settings on everything and just get lost in the world that's the one with like and... xr animators isn't it I feel like that was because the visuals were the big draw when they were talking about it in the summer. And I, I think yeah. it is Pixar animators that are involved in it. But it does look very pretty. I mean, it would make sense to me because it's, it feels like a movie made into a game. Mm. With the models. I'm going to ask and... Google what you tell us about your other picks. Mm-hmm. And uh, the other... Okay. Uh, this is like an if. It is if it turns out that it comes out in 2021, uh, the sequel to Breath of the Wild, that will take all my time. I'm gonna disappear from the uh, from the face of the earth, and hopefully you find me like alive each week on the podcast. But uh, if not, the other game that caught my eye and was announced by um, Automate uh, or Automate. That is like the company that puts out like these visual novels. It's, uh, oh my god, it's a dark fantasy otome game called Suito no Trusu Error Salvation, and I'm just gonna call it Error Salvation from now on because I am not pronouncing the other part of the game. Fair. Uh, as I say, it's like dark fantasy, and it seems that it will have like more of an emphasis like on the world. And well, the story is not like any surprise because visual novel, but the tone of the game is very different from the other Otome games that I've seen that uh, tend to be like more more colorful or sometimes they are like deceiving, like very bright but have like dark undertones and stuff. But this one. 
looks interesting. Uh, there's supposed to be like more information like on December 5th, but the game actually just saw me from the trailer alone. And, and yeah, those are like my main three and well, Nocturne. To my attention, three Nocturne HD remaster. I need to play that. That's fair. It's hard to keep it to three, right? I'm like, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, okay. So I, I mentioned, nice. I mentioned Psychonauts 2. Um, I'm looking at this list here and I'm just trying to like pick the ones that I'm like definitely. I mean, let's be honest here. This should come as like zero surprise, but like Resident Evil 8 Village is like obviously on my list of like, oh, I can't wait. Um, <laughs> werewolves and shit. Oh, awesome. Um, <laughs> like, if it has the same sort of intensity as Seven, um, but like more of kind of an open area to explore, I'm going to be like very happy. Um, plus it looks like they're starting to add in like a little bit more of the like Resident Evil nutsness to it, which um, like, I love it. Like Resident Evil is so unbelievably stupid in the best ways possible. <laughs> and I mean that as like the highest compliment, like they own it. They're just like, yeah, this is like a dumbass C movie. Um, and they're like, have fun. And it's just like, I, I don't know. I just love that. And I know like for a lot of people, they went like too far in that because they went like way too action oriented in like five and six, which I haven't played yet, but I'm going to give them their fair shot. Um, but I don't know. Seven was just a return to form. So like, I'm excited to see what they do with eight. Uh, is anyone, are either of you going to try that out when it, when it hits? Probably um, not. <laughs> probably not. I'm not good uh, with zombie or horror games. <laughs> I'm the horror man. Daryl. <laughs> that's fair. I'm just going to be playing all cat. these random games. I mean, I guess that's good. At least I'll be playing some different games, right? Like, hey. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. So I have a real... Actually, it's funny because I have two, like... So Game Pass is probably where I'm going to be spending most of my time, which is why, like, Psychonauts, it's a Game Pass game. Um I've also been looking at these two games that are coming out next year called The Medium, and then there's also Scorn. And they're both these like uh, these um, games that are coming to Game Pass, and they're both in the horror genre. And I I'm curious about them. I don't particularly think they're going to be like groundbreaking games, um, but they look interesting. Um, Scorn in particular has like that, um, oh no, the guy who worked on Aliens, who did the concept art, Geiger, I think, or something, something Geiger, um, Sorry, it's like a sci-fi writer. I think. I care. Yeah, everyone's I, I, just the like Kurt, the name Kurt Geiger rings a bell. Yeah, I don't know if that's the guy. I don't think so. I could just be. Oh, H.R. Geiger. I think that's it. He's an artist. Um. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. H.R. Geiger. So he he won an Academy Award for visual design for. Uh, uh, for the, the practical effect yeah right um so like he designed the alien and like all of those all of that work and like all of that look um and so like scorn really plays on that like it has that dark um color with all those weird like sort of almost looks ancient but not lines and stuff and like the gross sort of like living organismness of like the world anyway it looks really cool um so that's kind of up there and like i'll be honest with you I'm going to be playing the shit at a Mass Effect Legendary Edition. Like, I, <laughs> I don't even care. I'm like, oh, I can play it on my nice new Xbox. You betcha. I was I was going to play the old games again. But if they nail this, if, if it's... Big if, if. Isn't, and again, it's a big if. It really is. Um, but if... So from my... Uh, I don't have a lot of inside sources, but I do have 
an inside source with Bioware because I happen to live in the city that they're in. Um, it's it's nothing intense like let me put it this way i don't have like someone who's telling me like here's the new game they're putting out but just someone who can sort of talk about like the vibe in that area um and like the vibe had been pretty bad obviously as as most people know for a while especially around the anthem release but it, it it sounds to me like they're kind of like there's been some shifts going on and i think there's some course correcting happening so i'm feeling optimistic about the the release of this and if it if it ends up being more than just like a here's the nice new textures on the faces and like instead they incorporate some um, some slight gameplay tweaks like i love mass effect one i don't think it needs to change but i also recognize that i am in the minority and that if it were just updated a little bit tweaked a little bit here and there some quality of life stuff put in i think more and more people would just fall in love with that franchise and so i'm just like please do it right because i want to play it a lot (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh my god the franchise sold out alex is an ea shell i don't even care like, <laughs> uh, listen it's, this audio equipment doesn't come for free guys this is <laughs> but you know i'll be cautiously optimistic i just i don't know i want it to do well there's other little honorable mention games out there like obviously i'll play halo infinite i mean come on i'm on the xbox now fuck it might as well try it right um <laughs> But I'm yeah, not. Wow. I'm not, yeah, I'm not like. Oh, I gotta play Halo. I'm just like, eh, this should be fun. <laughs> uh, I've got two honorable mentions while we're doing them that I just want to quickly throw out. Yeah, uh, the it. first one is: Do any of you remember a game called Twelve Minutes? Oh yes, that it's was. Like, yeah. It with Will and Daisy Ridley. It's the one where they're uh, for anyone who doesn't remember that from the from the presentations and various things it's um it's another one where you're like playing the same period of time over and over again trying to work out what happened um it's from annapurna uh, it's very narratively focused and they very recently announced that they'd secured the voice talents of uh, willem dafoe mm-hmm. daisy ridley and i believe they got what's his name wasn't it joseph gordon levitt no, Irish guy looks a little bit like him. Was in Split. Oh, 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 oh no, no, no! James McAvoy. James McAvoy. James yeah, McAvoy. Ah, shit. Uh, my brain was like reeling. One, yeah. one of my favorite actors going. So um, I'm cautiously optimistic that that will turn out really, really good. And if it doesn't, at least at least the audio design is going to be great. So I quite. So I was just saying, James McAvoy, the Scottish Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Like, <laughs> you think that? Like, <laughs> they're basically <laughs> each other. <laughs> I mean, they look very similar. I don't. I don't think Gordon Levitt's got his range even remotely. Oh, not but... even close. <laughs> no, no one's got his range like at all. Um, and then the other one, um, if I can find where I've put it on my show notes, you'd think I'd remember it if it was my honourable mention. Uh, there it is, uh, Chris Dales, which is um, yeah. I was going to say I thought you might perk up the the devs Chilean, aren't they? Or Venezuelan? They are. They are Chilean. Um, and it's. I'm asking oh, you because I don't know. It's somewhere. It's somewhere in in Central America. They're from, I believe. Um, it's they've only just delayed it, so it was due to come out right in the middle of Valhalla and Cyberpunk, and and all the other big tent poles. Um, but they've they've delayed it to early 2021, I believe, partly because of world events. Um, but it looks amazing. So it's like a turn-based RPG with a. Somewhere between um, like Paper Mario and Child of Light, it looks a bit ubi arty, but also a bit um, paper crafty. But this this really cool like animated style, um, and its unique mechanic is on screen at any one time. 
um, the screen split by two diagonal lines that form like a triangle um, with the fat side down in the center of the screen and then like a smaller triangle on each side of the screen. And on the left triangle, you've got the the world as it was in the past. And on the right, you've got the world as it's going to be in the future. So there's like this chrono trigger style um, time altering sort of past changes the future type thing going on with it. And it looks phenomenal. Um, I played a little bit of the demo, which I really enjoyed as well. So I've got quite high hopes for that when it pops out. So that's everything I've got. Sorry, I feel like I maybe cut you off mid your audible mentions, Alex. Hmm? Oh, not really. Um... I'm like, I, I was like, pretty much, I was like, oh, that was it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. do, you, do you want to throw us a few select morsels from the list, Paula, before we move on? Oh, I guess, sorry, I will oh, give God. one more. I'm like, yeah, sorry, Paula. You oh my God, make your mind. <laughs> I am making my mind up. So I was, I I was looking makes... something up. Yeah, so this one, like, I don't even actually know. Like, I'm like, maybe I'm going to go for it, but it has some, like, complicated feelings towards it. So, like, it's the. The Hogwarts uh, Legacy game that's coming out. Another one. Yeah, you know, everyone knows. Um, and, like, it looks really cool. And, like, it might be really fun. I still don't know how I feel, though, because I'm just, like, Jiggy Round's been going real... Oh, boy. Um, well, a little, <laughs> little turfy these days, you know? And, like, really doubling down on it. And, like, listen, I'm actually not someone who, like... I don't believe in, like, canceling, per se. Like, I think there's ways of holding individuals accountable and like working towards reparative justice, but this is a whole other conversation. Um, but I just, at the same time, it's just like, I'm like, I still don't know the ethics right now of like supporting something like that. Like does her views outweigh the people who work on that game? Like, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's one of those things where I go like, I don't, I don't know how to feel. Um, yeah, about it, so. it's very individual. I think I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a firm believer in death of the author and, and whatever you think of what she has or hasn't said, mm-hmm. it, it, that shouldn't necessarily detract from the enjoyment of the media. Equally, I'm not massively fussed about Harry Potter, so it, it, yeah. it's very much an academic thing for me. Like, if the game comes out and it's amazing, I'll play the game. If it, if it's like an eight or below, based on like people that that i trust that are playing it i'll probably skip it that's the thing i grew up with harry potter like Mm -hmm. so intensely so it's like it's a complicated feeling but basically i have no i don't know right now i just don't know (laughs) uh what about you paula um okay for my honorable mentions i have quite a bit um it happened to me that a lot of the games that i'm interested for next year are either like sequels or in a series that have been like, that my friends just keep saying, hey, you're gonna like this, play this. And I'm like, okay, I'm gonna get around to it eventually. But After I play 13 Sentinels, you forgot to put it at the end of that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's gonna take a while. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Okay, jokes aside, like, um, some of the games that I have written down are, like, uh, the sequel to The War Ends With You, I think it's Neo. The yes, Ends With I'll You. forget that, yes. Uh, is Monster Nox is also there. And uh, Room Factory 5, because I have to try it at any at some point. Uh, the Lane of Heroes, Heroes are called Steel 4, Disgaea 6. Um... Anonymous code that is like in the 
science adventure bubble that is Stains Gate, uh, Chaos Child, and Robotic Notes. And then uh, Mere Replicant, the version right. some number. Yeah. Because uh, I have this friend that is like, play Mere Replicant, play Dragon Girl, play Mere Replicant. And I'm like, okay, I guess. I guess this is this is this is the chance because like uh, I'm never on like an Xbox system. Um, the near game that he was telling me to play, I think, is not on the PC. I think I may be wrong, but I think it's well, PC and PS3 and 360. So I think you're right. Hmm. Uh, Horizon for Forbidden West, um, Crystals, uh, Raid Anniversary. Edition, Demon Survive, and Final Fantasy 16. And the ones that got announced to have a. <laughs> That's definitely out next year. Uh, yep. <laughs> and there's like uh, three visual novels that got um, uh, localization confirmed by Axis Games like uh, a couple of hours ago. But I. Uh, uh, and I've been like keeping an eye on them. I was like thinking of importing them from Japan, but well, no, why? Why? Why would I do that? Uh, and they are like, I'm gonna butcher this. Dairoku uh, Ayakashimori, Olympia, Olympia, yeah, Olympia Soire, um, variable barricade or very very how it is called in Japan. Hmm. Um, there's a lot. You got a big year next year. (laughs) Uh, To be fair, I'm probably like end up picking up like half of these as more, uh, either as more games get announced that I'm more more interested in, or I'm gonna uh, pick up the ones like I'm more into. Mm. That is pretty much what happened this year. Hot take. I retired the world ends with you. I like that game. Not, we, could, we could talk about it again in the future if you want. It's a good game, but I don't know what Good happened. Question. It just trailed off. Tried... This episode of the How Long Speak podcast. I played it if on the DS, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was gonna ask that. Like, I, I didn't, I didn't it, play it on the God Forbidden that. Switch. Yeah, well, it's not that it's bad. I, I don't know why. I just sort of, it just kind of tapered off for me. Like, it, it, you know, again, it wasn't really because of anything in the game, right? Like, it's like it wasn't like I was like, oh, this is bad. I was like, this is actually really neat this is cool. And I was just kind of like, I think I'm good. I don't think it'll be retired forever. I'll put it that way though. I do think I will go back to it at some point, but I think it just was like, there was a moment there. I was like, nah, I'm good. This game coming out might actually be the thing that makes me go back. If this game is really good, I'll probably finish the first one. Although this is a prequel, isn't it? Neo? The I don't know. I'm not really know. sure. I'm not really sure where it would fit. I don't know that they've given any of the game, but to be fair, it's years and years since I've played yeah. The World Ends With You. I'm actually I, thinking of doing a replay next year. I haven't played it. Playing at the same time. Oh, you haven't played The World Ends With You? I haven't played it. I've okay. been... I have the copy of the game. I haven't played it. Yeah. As many right, other so things. It has a My small, very intense fan base, and I think they're fans of it for a good reason. Um... But you know, might might not be for everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All, all I'm hearing is how long to beat New Year's resolution stroke like, it's like shared game. game I know. <laughs> um, yeah. Should we move along to our <laughs> question? Yeah, that'd be great. 
Yes. All right. Right. Um, this week, we have a question from Cave Explorer who wrote in to our email address, which is hltbpodcast at gmail.com, which you can do as well. Uh, send us in a question anytime you want. Um, and you can leave your forum name too, if you'd like. Um, and so uh, they ask, what is your favorite mainstream, besides Fire Emblem, because we talked about that a lot, Nintendo 3DS game released by Nintendo? Not like Persona, but something like Mario Kart, Animal Crossing, or any large scale game. So I think they're really kind of asking you, like, like, out of the big releases, what was like your favorite? Um, what do we think? This one was actually hard for me. I was like, oh, I'm not sure. I think it's like, is it like from the first party stuff? Basically, I mean, yeah. yeah, I don't know if something like Pokemon counts. I mean, they're not first party, but like they're first party. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. Um, who who wants to start? Uh, um, I haven't really got lots to say. I haven't played a lot of the big tentpole games. So like mm-hmm. you've both raved about A Link Between Worlds. I still haven't played it yet. There's loads of good first party games I haven't played yet. Mm-hmm. Um the obvious choice, I think it was a HAL Lab game that Nintendo published, is the Box Boy series. Um, I've spoken a lot about that in the past couple of weeks, so I won't go over it again. Uh, the other one, if that doesn't count, uh, is Super Mario 3D Land, which mm. is just a really great bite-sized Mario game. Um, and one that I had a really, really good time with. Blasted out over the course of a, over the course of a week. Uh, and, and I think will still hold up. That that's all I've got to say. I've not. Yeah. <laughs> all, no, all my is a third party. As I as I went through my list of completed games on how long to beat, uh, for the 3ds especially, I really noticed how I usually play like more third party games than first party games for Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Like the only two years that I, well, I guess, until I can see some. Was it by by Nintendo? Their yeah. first party. Their first party. But like the besides Fire Emblem, the other um first party games that I played are like Zelda or Pokemon. And if I have to choose, I will say uh a link between wars and since it is technically available on the 3DS, uh Majora's Mask, even though it's a remake, but hmm. the it is a fantastic game. Um, the quality of life improvements they did on the 3DS, like you can like, um, I guess like time travel to any specific hour of the day instead of just midday or just midnight and then wait forever. And uh, well, in the new 3DS, using like the small. Uh, thumbstick thingy uh, to move the camera around yeah Mm -hmm. um um oh and the other thing that i um kind of liked was that you could pretty much save like at any time and didn't have to restart the cycle to just save the game and that was a big one yeah it was a big help (laughs) it was a big help and doing cafe I didn't want to redo that again. <laughs> I'm just going to warn everyone. My puppy's starting to wake up, so you might hear some barks. Oh, here it comes. <laughs> um, we're almost there at the end. Sorry, listeners. Um, yeah, I'll be honest with you. Like, It's a little boring, but like, honestly, Link Between Worlds is, as far as I'm concerned, the best one Nintendo put out. But 
I'll throw off because I actually played a lot of 3DS games, and I, and I think that's basically because, you know, I didn't have any Nintendo systems at the time, so this was my Nintendo fix, right? I was like, yeah, let's get these in. Um, the Super Smash Bros. game for the 3DS was awesome. Like, playing that game without having being able to access the other one, like, now it's... And this Okay, this is what's hard about the 3DS, is that a lot of it is kind of, like, moot now that you have the Switch, right? It's like... Like Mario Kart, yeah. Yeah, right? Who would... Like, why would you go and play Animal Crossing on the 3DS if you can play it on the Switch, or Mario Kart and you can play it on the Switch, or, like, you know you know what I mean? Or, I mean, even saying, like, um, Smash Bros. Like, when you have Ultimate, why go back and play that one? Um, Although, hot take, Mario Kart DS is the best Mario Kart they've ever made. It was very fun. I will say nothing beats Mario Party 8 Deluxe multiplayer with friends. Like we can agree to disagree. <laughs> uh, just like <laughs> just that like that like in the room sort of thing. Playing by yourself? Oh, for sure, man. Load that Mario Kart DS up. Have a good time, you know? Um, <laughs> but I think so like okay, I'll, I'll put it this way. Link to the world between worlds, that's the top for me. Uh Pokémon X and Y. I loved that one cuz it appealed to my my first game was Pokemon Red Brain, and it was like, here, have some Charizard. And I was like, yeah, yeah right? Okay, well, you know what I'm saying. Yep. Um, and then some that I, I, I would say, like, don't sleep on would be, like, um, Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon is really good. And I actually think this isn't a case where the new one, like, makes that one irrelevant. There are such different experiences that they're very worth playing both. Um, and I really enjoyed that game a lot. Um and the other one that I would say would be Donkey Kong Country Returns, which unfortunately does kind of get replaced uh, with the later entries. But I still think that is an excellent game to go and play. Um, so anyway, that's kind, that's kind of me. Yeah? Oh, one one more to throw in that I've just thought of. I haven't yet played this, so take it with a massive dose of salt. But my understanding <laughs> is if you like Valkyria Chronicles or anything, Sort of turn-based RPG. People sleep on Project Steam, but my brother says it's excellent, and he's been bugging me like your friends bug you, Paula. Probably about two years now to get around to playing it. The problem being, I still have Valkyria Chronicles 1 sat on my shelf to get rid of. But anyway, I digress. Project Steam, you can get it fucking cheap as well. I've seen it on eBay going for like one, two pounds, and it, it seems like a lengthy sort of RPG thing. So I feel like you were about to agree with me, Paula. I am in the process of finding the game. Because I... Um, is it Codename Steam? Yeah. S.t.e.e.a.m. Yeah, I remember that one. Yeah. Whatever prefix that goes with. Yeah, I've been like keeping an eye on it, and I think it's probably time to get it like sooner rather than later. Yeah, while it's still cheap before before all those copies disappear. As is always the way with any system. Like, there's the time when it's new. There's a beautiful twilight period post-new when you can get it and everything associated with it super cheap. And then it just gets fucking expensive out of nowhere. So do it now. Do it now, for sure. Especially while it's only cheap. There's like a Fire Emblem crossover as well, I think. You can play as um, yeah, uh, two of the characters from Awakening. Yeah. Hmm. Um. Do we mind if we move along to our game? Sorry, I'm just like eyeing my puppy in the corner. <laughs> She's like looking at yeah. me like, why aren't you taking me outside yet? <laughs> oh, no. Love me. Play with me. <laughs> right. Yeah, oh, yeah let's, uh, let, let's bundle here. right along. So um, 
It's the game you've all been waiting for. It's let's try it. How, How to, to beat be? the game? <laughs> the game. That's the one. There we go. I uh, I stopped early. Right. Uh, I don't know whose turn it is, but I will just pull a window up and randomize a game. Um, so for those of you who are tuning in for the first time, what we're going to do is we're going to find a random game on the How Long to Beat database. Uh, we're going to turn on the modifier that hides the stats. And we're all going to try and guess the times of how long it would take to beat that game. Uh, if you guess one hour, if you guess one time rather, and get it within one hour, you get one point. Two times within two hours of three points. And three times, all three times, within five hours of each other. And you get a stonking five points, which coincidentally is also the number of points by which Paula is lagging behind and you're muted for me, Alex. I'm purposely muted, don't worry. Fair enough. Right. I got a puppy, so I will be muting on and off. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> right. So three, two, one. The game is ooh neon chrome. What? Yeah, it's. Um, <laughs> what? I actually, I've not played it, but I'm aware of this one. It's um, it's a top-down shooter. The the devs made a few a few different ones. They made one called like Judge. That's like a Judge Dread parody. There's another one that's like a, a from Russia with love sort of 70s Soviet era Russia oh, anime. Style. Are they like this the cyberpunk? This one is yeah. cyberpunk. Are they like those dudes um... who make the um like the bro shooter things like Broforce? Broforce, yeah. Are they the same no, group? No. Oh, they're different. Okay. Okay. But it's a twin they're, they're twin stick shooters though, right? Yeah, it's top-down twin stick. Oh, yeah, 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 okay. Top-down twin stick. Christ, okay. I have no idea, but there's no way this game is super long. Um, no, probably not. Yeah. Okay, well, I got no idea. Right, so in theory, you are now seeing my screen. Now what I need to do is alt over to it, and then I can go. All right, well, should we, should we do the guess? Please yeah, hold to the guest. Actually, I'm a little bit scared to do the guest, but wow. I'm gonna be like real cheese and go like eight, nine, ten. Like that's like that's my <laughs> that's my guess. Although, like, because what I'm wondering is like with twin stick shooters, they're rarely longer than like I don't know, like seven, eight hours in my you know experience. But this could be also one of those games that's like one of those 14 hour ones or it has like a thousand ways to complete it and so suddenly the completion 100% is like crazy high, but I'm just not confident, so I'm going 8 9 10. Okay, what about you, Paula? I'm going um for main 6 hours, for main plus 10. Okay, and you're not doing 100% I am not gambling on that one. I've learned my lesson, kind of, hopefully. <laughs> I need not that five-hour grace, you know? I need it. I need it! <laughs> I am going to go for a very similar strat to you, Alex. So I'm going to say main uh, nine hours. Mm. No, main eight hours. Um, I'm going to say main plus ten hours. Mm. And I'm going to say 100% 13 hours. I think there's a bit more of a spread to this one. Yeah, you know what? Actually, but that is, that is purely hunch. I'm going to push my, my completion to 12. 
just to feel safe. Okay. I don't feel 13, but I would say 12. So Interesting. Now, you still see my screen, so let's go back and find out how long it actually takes to beat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, drum roll. Oh, I think oh. We, may have, we may have both pointed. I think we might have all pointed on the board, actually. So, main story five and a half. Mm. I think you may have missed out on this, Paula. Oh, no, there's Paula's in on that. Main plus. Eight uh, hours and a half. Mm-hmm. So you're in on that, Paula, and completionist is 15, which uh, which me and Alex have both got. Nice! So that is, that's five points for me and Alex and uh, three points for Paula, which makes a who's score off more. the mark. Let's let's have a round of applause for that. Yeah. Not condescending Ooh. at all. <laughs> I think the standings now, then, is Rick and Alex at 10 points, Paula at three. Yeah. Yeah, so the gap, the gap <laughs> widened, but you're at least out of the box. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> nice. Well, yeah. at the very least, like, I, I guess, like, around a half an hour each time. Mm. <laughs> yeah, 100%. It was very touch and go there that you even got it, but you got it, which is the main thing. And we'll see what she gets next week when you tune in, you best tune in, for another episode of the How Long to Beat podcast. Stay safe until then. Bye. Bye.